T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Let me just uh, throw this out there. Easter is this weekend. Soon, by this time next week, there'll be discounted Easter candy on the shelves. And I just received a pretty large check from Uncle Sam for the stimulus money. I think you could uh, do the math of how I'm going to be spending some of that. I should have asked our financial expert, <laughs> what a smart strategy. I got all this government money. <laughs> They're going to have discounted Easter candy next week. So I think I'm going to invest in basically buying everything off the shelf. Good idea? I think he would have said, knock yourself out. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Overnight America. And if you want to call into the show, there's a few things I wanted to get into when it comes to COVID. And I saw this one story in The Guardian. COVID, new vaccines needed globally within a year, says scientists. A survey of experts conclude that new variants could arise in countries with low vaccine coverage. So though we may be doing a good job here in the United States worldwide, uh, it's going to make it more difficult because as some of these countries that do not have the same resources of the United States are struggling to vaccinate their people or whatever distribution that they can do, not everyone has it going on. And that's OK. Uh, we could help ourselves, kind of like if you're on a plane, if you've ever seen the instructions of what you're supposed to do, if a plane is going down and then the little air oxygen masks pop down and they say you should always put the mask over you first before you put the mask over someone else, because why? They don't want you passing out before, and then you're harder to help. If you're passed out, you can't do anything. So you got to be able to take care of yourself. I see that vaccinating the United States is kind of like that. We need to be able to get our people so we're not in this uh, trap where we're always going to be chasing. And that's kind of the plan we're on. In fact, uh, we were already on that plan before Joe Biden took office. I mean, we were vaccinating, I think, on the last day of Trump's day in office. It was like a million and a half or something. So they were... Uh, rapidly getting those shots out and things are doing pretty good. We're at the point though, where we need to wonder what's it going to look like a year from now. And if there's new strains, new variants and other countries are still struggling with this, but we may have an opportunity to continue the vaccination. That's just uh, the way it needs to go, I guess. But with these new variants, this is what they're warning. You're definitely going to have to continue up with this. It's not something that is just going to go away because you're vaccinated. It's once these strains get out there and more people have them, 
it's easier for it to spread because we have people that weren't vaccinated to begin with. And with no vaccination, it makes them more susceptible to contract and maybe even spread this to other people. So it doesn't mean that it's just going to disappear forever. It just means that it's going to take a little bit more time to get everyone involved with it. So I don't know how optimistic you are. This thing is going to go away. It just doesn't sound like it's going to be happening right away. And there's this story on KSDK. When the St. Louis area could hit herd immunity, when will that happen? Health experts have warned since COVID-19 is so deadly to many, the protection of the vaccine is critical. The Metropolitan Task Force is targeting 75% of the population being vaccinated as having achieved herd immunity. They estimate they will maintain that rate and it should be reached the week of June 20th. So it is March 30th, April, May, June. So you're like three months away. (laughs) Do you think that'll happen? I hope it does. I hope that with the increase of vaccinations that we're seeing downtown, that would be nice. Uh, I'm optimistic that'll happen. I think there's a lot of people that believe it will. And I think that we're in a pretty good spot to begin with because we've done a pretty good job of lowering the Uh, hospitalization rate. It seems like the people that may have contracted it had a little immunity, so it makes it uh, easier for them to shake it uh, off if they have it while they wait to get a vaccine. See, that's the thing. We just don't know how many people were immune to begin with. Now that we know a certain amount of people have been vaccinated, how many of them were already immune but still received it, how many of them were immune but didn't receive it. So can we add that on to how many people were vaccinated to try to determine herd immunity? There's all these outside factors that need to get into it. So another uh, shot, seems like every year, kind of like the flu shot, it looks like, but it'll be more or less a, a higher priority, trying to get as many people as possible. That way, I wonder if workplaces are going to be distributing this in the future, large mass vaccination sites right where you work. It'll just show up and everyone gets a quick jab. I wonder if it'll be a one shot. What if it's in pill form? I know that they've been trying to work on that too. I'd love it if it was in pill form. It'd be so much easier. Eh, we'll just... Uh, Head on down to the pharmacy and get yourself a COVID pill and take care of it. Remember back in the day when they were trying to guess what the future is going to look like? They said everything's going to be in pill form. Well, that would be nice. (laughs) Give me the pill. All right. uh, Coming up in a few minutes. And if you want to call in, you can talk some COVID. Are you feeling good about this herd immunity? Do you think we're going to reach it? Uh, Also, I wanted to talk to you about a lawsuit about the earnings tax. A lot of people are interested in that. The earnings tax in Nike suing little Nas X, that nut job. So we're going to get to that too this hour on Overnight America KMOX. Keep pace with the latest locally. Ask your smart speaker to play KMOX. About that. It's the first ad I've heard for Mother's Day. And I know it's coming up here soon, but do you think I can stretch out the toilet seats and installing them in the house as a Mother's Day gift. I could probably swing that, right? Hey, honey, actually, it was an early Mother's Day gift, the new toilet seats in the house. It's actually, uh, you're welcome. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Uh, I don't think that'll fly. All right. So I saw a few things online, and I heard Sean bring this up in the news. I don't know if it was this hour or the previous, but for the first time in 83 years, March will end with no snow in St. Louis. Now, when someone normally jinxes it like that, we know what is going to happen. Mother Nature is going to say, oh, huh. Oh, you're uh, you're you're bragging about this, aren't you? You're bragging that there's been no snow. Well, I'll show you. And then they give you a bunch of snow. Will, will that happen? I don't know. 
It's a possibility, I guess. But it says, March has broken a pattern in St. Louis for the first time in 83 years. You can find this at KMOX.com. And although it, there is still a full day left, the National Weather Service says there won't be a trace of snow. I wonder if there's just a few flakes of snow. But didn't we get hail the other night? Could that technically count? I mean, uh, it's a stretch, but we did get hail. I guess that doesn't count for snow. And tomorrow, things are going to get pretty chilly. I remember looking at the weather. So we're going to have an overnight low tomorrow night, Wednesday night of 29. So there'll be a freeze. What if it freezes a little early and you just get, yeah, just a little tiny touch of snow. Just a little tiny itsy bitsy touch of snow. Probably not. No, I'm not complaining that there's no snow. Is anyone here actually upset? I can't believe we didn't get snow. Oh, we should have got snow. No, I don't think anyone is. I don't think you are. I hope you're not. I hope you're not wishing snow for this area. Uh, it's been kind of a slow night. If there's something you want to talk about, give us a call. I have more clips from the mayoral debates that I was thinking about playing because we do have some time here. And maybe I'll play it next hour. That could be another opportunity for us to do it. But I saw this on KMOV. Lawsuit aims to refund earning tax to those who worked outside of St. Louis because of the pandemic. And as much as I hate taxes and as much as I hate the idea that I've been working outside of the city. I don't live in the city, but I work outside the city and my taxes are still collected because as if I was working inside the city, I, you know, I kind of look at this lawsuit and say, I'm on the city side in this one. I do believe that they had the ability to actually collect taxes. And because they had the ability to collect taxes, because the commerce was primarily done in St. Louis, that I don't think this lawsuit is going to amount to anything. In fact, I, I don't even think it's a good idea to sue for something like this. And I'm telling you, as much as I hate taxes, I just don't see the merit in this one. So here's the story. KMOV, lawsuit filed in federal court. It's seeking a class action suit to give those who paid the 1% city of St. Louis earning tax a refund if they worked outside the city. And this goes back. The lawsuit uh, claims the city and the city's collection uh, collector of revenue refuses to pay refunds to employees forced to work virtually during the COVID. There's a lot of things I don't like I had to pay for. So for example, our building in downtown St. Louis where the KMOX building is, we have a parking garage and I had to, I keep paying for the right to park in the parking garage, even though I'm not coming into the radio station. Well, this is actually, uh, well, technically this week I will be coming into the radio station, but it would be cheaper for me to just pay the fine or pay the uh, whatever it costs to park there and come back and just do it that way, as opposed to a monthly fee or a weekly paycheck every little bit. It keeps coming out, it keeps coming out, keeps coming out. Um, no, I actually don't think that this lawsuit has a lot of merit. I don't think it'll go through. And I'm actually not mad that this city's uh, earning tax continues because you're still doing commerce in a way and you're still getting a paycheck and you should be happy you're getting a paycheck. And it's still happening within the city of St. Louis. So uh, I'm okay with it. Uh, let's go to Rick, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, Ryan. How you doing? Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just talking to the other guy when he answered. I'm on speakerphone, but my radio is way off in another room, so you can hear me. Yeah, you said it's great. You sound pretty good, Rick. It's okay. And then you'll have to sing the blues with the acoustics like that. I bet it would sound pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I know it's been a long time since we talked, and we don't really talk too much. Is that I did get engaged to Merrill. Merrill and I got engaged last November. Oh, that's wonderful. So happy to hear that. When yeah, are you guys getting married? 
that's going to be a long way off. It's going to be a long engagement, and plus we also got other things to work out too. Okay. Well, great. Uh, but uh, I want to talk about the what you were talking about the seventy five percent thing with the COVID. Right. It it sounds good if they can get people vaccinated, but what I should do is say this: people's don't need to be clapping their hands too loudly. They mm-hmm. need to not let their guard down. And and unfortunately, some people are doing that. Uh, of course, up there in Maryland, from what Maryland's been telling me, is that the cases are going up pretty, uh, uh, pretty fast there in Maryland mm-hmm. with people getting uh, with the COVID. Hmm, a lot of places are opening up and everything like that. And some people figure, well, hey, I don't need to wear the mask and I don't need to practice the social distancing and do this blah, blah, blah. Well, when they're letting their guard down, they're asking for trouble. Uh, I flew up there on November the 16th and I stayed till the 4th of December. We got engaged on her birthday, November the 29th, and I flew back to 4th of December all times I wore a mask going up there and coming back. Only time I took the mask off was if I drank some water or ate. That's the only right. time that I did it. You're talking uh, about on the plane? I'm wearing mask. In fact, I'm pretty glad when I get the thing off so I can breathe something more. Right. But, you know, I do it. You do what you have to do. And what people so- need. Not Let me ask this real quick, Rick. Can I ask you one quick question? Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you have a disability because of your sight. Is that correct? I was born blind. I've been blind all my life. Right. So did that give you any preferential treatment when it came to the vaccine? Nope. <laughs> I went Not in there. In fact, uh, <laughs> I got both doses. Uh, I believe it was, what I got was the visor. But they took me in. And they gave me the shots. I went into a room. Of course, Marilyn and I both have a sense of humor. We're always teasing teasing each other. And she says, now, good luck with your shot and don't cry. And, of course, I always, when I got back, I just tell her, I said, well, they didn't give me a lollipop. You know, that kind <laughs> of, of stuff like that. Yeah. That's kind of sense of humor Marilyn and I both have. We're always doing that. Oh, that's nice. Well, what uh, about her? Has she uh, received the shots yet? Have she received any shots yet? She has got one. Uh, she is due for a second uh, dosage, I think. Let's see. She got a shot the 16th of March. So in about a week or two, she's supposed to be due for another for her second dosage. I see. Well, that makes yeah. sense. I... You know, I, I think we'll reach it. I mean, it seems like we're getting a lot of people vaccinated. We have that mass vaccination site that's going on downtown right now for the next few weeks. And there'll be, you know, 100,000 plus people vaccinated that way. It seems like it's easier. There's more times available. People are able to get them at their local pharmacies. So it sounds like things are getting more convenient and people are uh, jumping on. And I think we'll reach it. I do think we'll hit that point. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I had my name put down to have the vaccinations, you know, with the uh, CBS pharmacy. But what happened was that I had gotten a call from somebody who worked for the St. Louis Housing Authority. Because yeah. I live in one of the, uh, I live in West Pine Apartments, which is a part of that. 
and they said that they were going to be given the shots. So I told this guy, I said, well, I signed up with the CVS pharmacy to see if I get the vaccine. But I yeah. said, I think there's no telling how long I'm going to wait on these people to get their act together. So I think I'm going to join y'all and get my shot. And that's what I did. Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that uh, it, you've been able to do it, and things have been working out for you, so that makes me happy. Well, it's like uh, when I'm going to go back up there, it's really hard to say. Uh, like I said, the uh, she's having to stay in a hotel for a while. There, her uh, condo uh, got flooded. There was a, a lot of sewage and stuff like that. There were things that were ruined. They had to get her furniture out and put it in another place. And they've had to go and uh, rehab the place, get the thing all fixed up. And they're having to do that. So it's probably either April or May before she moved, can move back in. Yeah. So she's been in the comp, been in the hotel since about February. Well, hopefully that, that resolves itself. But uh, before we go, Rick, I want to... Uh, I was kind of joking at first, but now I kind of want to hear. Uh, do you sing the blues? I'd love to hear it with those acoustics wherever you're at right now. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'll sing a little bit. Okay. You got a blues song that's a go-to sure. for you? Big boss okay. man, can you hear me when I call? Big boss man, can you hear me when I call? Well, you ain't so big. You just as tall, that's all. You got me a working boss man, working around the clock. I want a little drink of water, but you won't let Reggie stop, big boss man. Can you hear me when I call? Well, you ain't so big. You get tall, that's all. And I'm gonna get me a boss man. One going to treat me right, work hard in the daytime, rest easy at night, big boss man. Can you hear me when I call? Well, you ain't so big, you just tall, that's all. Oh, that's yeah, Rick, that was fantastic. You that did a great yeah, job. That was the song I sang the night we reconnected. Oh, that's so awesome. I'll tell you what, yeah. Rick. I'm so glad you did that and felt comfortable to do it. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for calling in, and, and don't uh, wait so long next time. <laughs> well, I'll try not to if I can. All, All right. right. You have take good... care. Have a good one. Have a good night. Oh, that was great. All right. 314-436-7900. I don't know if there's any top in that, but I'd love to hear from you tonight. We'll take a look at your weather on Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The boys of summer are ready. Baseball on the radio. The Cardinals 2021 season starts Thursday. Thursday in Cincinnati. Follow the Redbirds all season long with Shannon Rooney and Horton on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. KMOX. So I wanted to give you a couple of evil stories. Uh, you can kind of pick which evil story you want to go with first, but I don't know. I'm so much enjoying that song from Rick right before the break. If you missed that, you can go back and rewind at KMOX.com. I think you'll be able to find it right there as part of the uh, Odyssey app, which you may have had the radio.com app. Now it's the Odyssey app. Pretty cool. I think you'll start seeing that update there pretty soon. So I wanted to bring this up. Uh, The whole problem with Jeffrey Epstein and the island in the lawsuit with uh, Maxwell, the the connection and she's still in prison and Epstein's dead and Man, it's just a it's just a complete mess. So there's a new lawsuit that abuses uh, alleges sex abuse, intimidation by Jeffrey Epstein and also Maxwell. And part of this is has to do with a real estate agent that was going to be doing a deal with them. So the woman is now identified as Jane Doe, not by the real name. She said that she was repeatedly raped in front of her eight-year-old son at a hotel in Naples, Florida, in early of 2008. They trafficked her to have sex with a number of other men, including an unnamed local judge that Epstein forced her to undergo surgery in, mm, I don't want to say where, so that they could market her as a virgin to high-profile clients. This person has come forward with the details of all of this. And I think this has to do with the new charges against Maxwell, who's now sitting in prison. Uh, I hope that this lawsuit just lays it all out. Everything that Epstein is accused of and the people that were on that island in participating in it, including high profile people. And if Bill Clinton is involved with it, it needs to be said that these actions can't be hidden. And it doesn't matter how high profile some of them are. So Jane Doe identified in the claim only as a real estate broker at the time, sold properties in or around Palm Beach. And I should have put a big disclaimer at the start of this segment that we're going to be talking about some pretty gross in adult situations here. And I'm trying to be as sensitive as possible. But since this is a new story and something that people have been following, it's necessary to let people know what exactly the lawsuit alleges. Jane Doe, she said, 26 at the time, a native of Turkey, um, her employer not identified in the suit. This is all according to the Miami Herald, who did a great job reporting all of this, said that uh, Epstein wanted to rent a property, a real estate property, 10 grand a month. The suit said that he paid cash and she was directed not to identify the tenant that being Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein expressed an interest in hiring her. 
for certain things, uh, gave her expensive gifts, promised to find her a husband, a highly placed employment, things like that. Then, excuse me, the woman's husband as a high placed employment, meaning that get a nice job or whatever, start to promise all these things. And all of a sudden she's thinking, wow, my life's really turning around. What lucky, lucky me, lucky me to find this whole Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. I the luckiest person in the world. Middle of 2007, Maxwell, who went by the name G-Max, took her passport for safekeeping, which made it more difficult for her to travel. Uh, not good. Then apparently Epstein kept the passport locked in a box, so she couldn't get it back. About six months later, Jane Doe persuaded uh, by the persistent efforts of Maxwell to consider working for Epstein. Uh, a trained hairdresser, Doe, said she was hired to go to the Palm Beach mansion in January of 2008 to cut Jeffrey Epstein's hair. When she arrived, Epstein was naked, and Maxwell's assistant brutally raped her, according to the lawsuit. <sighs> Kids were present when this was going on. Her kid, eight-year-old. This is just terrible. Uh, they talk about some of the other victims and things, but part of this is that uh, judges were involved, local judges, in order to try to hide this sort of thing from happening. Epstein and Maxwell ordered Jane Doe to drive with them in a vehicle, uh, picking up her son along the way during the trip. They pulled off to the side of the road, in a waterway filled with alligators, and Epstein ushered the plaintiff to the body of the water and told her that if she told anyone, well, here's what we're looking at. She would end up in the body of water devoured by the alligators. She's with her son. She's with her kid. Threatened her life like that. Said for the next five months until May of 08, they threatened and intimidated her by emphasizing Epstein's influence over the FBI and Homeland Security, things like that. This is great. Uh, who was in office? 2008, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, a woman said Epstein also promised to find her husband a job with the FBI. Of course, that wasn't really a thing. It was just a way to get things going in. Um, you know, bribery. It's just absolutely horrific, the account of this. During the time, Epstein had a roster of powerful lawyers. Uh, he had charges against him of molesting three, at least three dozen girls, most of them between the ages of 14 and 16 at his Palm Beach estate. Uh, and we also have witnesses of high-profile people by the way, including Bill Clinton and Al Gore visiting on this island where all of this sexual assault was happening to these minors. It, it is so disgusting. So disgusting. This is the latest. Uh, Jane Doe said that in April of 2018, she was, uh, 2008, she was directed um, to keep the lockbox for Epstein, which she was instructed she could never open or she would be killed. She was given a burner phone, and Epstein continued to try to evade certain things in ways like that. It's just terrible. Just terrible. What an absolute garbage human being. And I don't think you have all of these different accounts coming out one after another, and they're all false. I highly doubt that. Just too convincing. You know what else is strange? Don't forget when they went into his house. I think this was the one in New York. And they were going through after the giant raid, and he had a big old picture of Bill Clinton up on the wall. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, 314-436-7900 is the number. And Diana's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. How are you? Good. Good. So, you know, this whole, you know, I've been really kind of following this case, and it's pretty disgusting. 
because it really involves uh, the trafficking of children. Although mm. some of them are teenagers, they're still underage. And, yeah. um, you know, and then I look at, I, I don't know, children are just not protected, not in this country. They're just not. And um, here's another thing. You know, when I was a teenager, uh, growing up here in St. Louis, just like those girls were approached, I was approached to. But, you know. By adults? Yeah, by grown men? Yeah. And, and, and But, you know, I'm pretty straightforward. And I told them, get out of here. You're too old for me. You know, you just have to get them out of your face. And if they follow you or if they harass you, just go. At that time, um, I didn't have a cell phone, but we still had phone booths. You know, go to the nearest phone and dial 911. Hmm. You know, Where were so, you uh, primarily approached? Were you just out in public, you know, shopping or in the parks or something like that? Is that where it would normally happen? Actually, uh, I was I was someplace. Um, actually, I was going to uh, meet some friends, you know, for a casual dinner, and we were just going to eat and chat and talk, like you know, teenage girls do. Yeah. That just got to get out of my face. But you know, my parents taught me well. You know, they they they. My dad told me what to do. Yeah. So um, was your um, dad around like was uh, I don't know your situation, but was he alive at the time when this happened? Oh, yeah. My dad was alive. Yeah. Yeah. So did you ever tell him that this happened? Yeah, I told my dad. Yeah, I'm pretty open with my dad. I told him everything. Yeah, what did he I do? told my dad and um, my dad said, well, I'm surprised you didn't pick up uh something and, and beat them with it. But, you know, because I, you know, as a child, I was on the girls softball team and I really knew how to swim with that. So, and I learned a little bit of martial arts. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I know how to defend myself. Now, I don't think anyone I, would have blamed you if you swung a bat at someone that was harassing you like that as a teenage girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew exactly where to kick him if he had he tried to attack me. I knew I knew what to do. You know, I figure I uh, as a as a woman, there's probably one obvious place where you can kick a guy. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that was, you know, that was the thing to do. If a guy ever attacks you, you kick him in the right place and you're good. And just, yeah, that's just, it. But right now, you know, I, I don't do the physical thing. Uh, I have something else. Hmm. Okay, that good. Will, that's, uh, a, that's all you got to say. And I'm glad you do. Whatever it is. And uh, you know, I think about the way things are today. I am very afraid of the world my kids are going to grow up in because it's not getting any better. That's part of the problem. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ryan. If, if, if we sit back... You know, uh, well, let me just say this. Um, I've been listening to talk radio for a long time. Like I told you, I grew up listening to Jim White. I grew up in St. Louis, although I lived in other major cities. And I ended up moving back after the passing of my dad. But, uh, you know, these 
you know, these things need to be discussed. There, there are so many more topics other than politics. Like the guy who was on your show earlier talking about credit line banking. I'm like, this is some good stuff. And so I, I'll probably buy his book because he sounds oh, yeah. very, yeah, he sounds like my dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I'll probably buy his book, but you know, I, I, I don't know this, this, this country and the values, uh, the, the general values are just all messed up with, you know, yeah. this, this, that's the thing. Can I tell you what I, I worry about, too? And tell me if because this is where I really think about the future with my kids, because they're going to be growing up where what is valuable is going to be different than what was valuable when I was growing up. And everything's hypersexualized and you're not allowed to bring it up because you're apparently the bad guy for bringing things like that up. And when you look at the things that the the kids idolize and i look at that and i say you shouldn't be idolizing things like that you're the bad guy for bringing these things up and i i just see these trends i see these trends and it scares me because there's going to be more pressures than ever before on these kids and you do everything you can to try to prepare them but as a parent you think i can only do so much and after a while you're going to have to set them on their own and you just pray to god that they're going to be able to take it from where you left it off and make the right decisions. But there's so many pressures out there for them. There's so many pressures. And, you know, we had pressures too, but we didn't have the, we didn't have access to the amount of technology that these kids have access to. But here, here's, here's where all of this starts. It starts right there in the home. Do you know, you know, when I was growing up, the extent of technology that we had in the home was television. And my parents literally monitored how much television we watched, what we watched, um, our activities, our bedtime. Our, our parents, and I come from a big family. And, you know, my dad said, yeah, I'm running this household like I'm running a business. Okay? And all lights are off at 9 o'clock. And I'm like, wow. So, you know, and my dad was a military guy, too. So, um, but, you know, you can just limit. all. What I tell parents is that if you just limit the amount of Internet access, limit the amount of, of social media uh, that you expose your child to, I think your child would be fine. Because you will be the teacher of your, you will be the original teacher of your child and not the junk that they see and read on social media. Like I was listening to this case about this young lady who got a sex change somewhere over in London. And it was something that, I don't know if I heard it from you, but anyway, this was a story that this young lady got a sex change based on what she saw on the internet. Now, I think she was like 15 or 16. She got the sex change without parental consent. Now, that is a big no-no, but anyway. Now, here she is in her early 20s. She regrets that that happened. So, mm -hmm. Very common. You know, very common. Very common. So, if you just limit... See, I don't have... I, I don't get on social media. 
Uh, and then I found out that uh, my email address is social media. Well, that's the extent of my social media communication. And I have my email address really for business purpose only. Yeah, I get that. I don't, yeah, you know, I tell people, they say, oh, are you on Facebook? Are you on this? No, no, and no. I'm a phone call away. If what you have to say is so important, just call me. We'll talk for a yeah. few minutes, and that's it. Just like this. It works. All right, well, we got to get to break, but Diana, thank you so much for calling in. It's good to hear from you tonight. I appreciate the time. Oh, you bet. Take care. I like Diana. I do like Diana. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, the first time my daughter comes to me and says some creep old dude came to her and did something like that. Uh, it's I'm going to need a lot of prayer to hold me back from doing what I'd want to do to that dude. Just like any other dad, I'm guessing. Uh, 314-436-7900. I got to read an email from Patrick after the break. This is pretty funny. This is Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. I got an email from Patrick over in D.C., and he makes a very good point. I said that because of the stimulus money and it's just sitting there that next week we're going to see discounted Easter candy on the shelves. And that's where I'm going to make my move. I'm going to hop into a couple of stores, half price Easter candy. I'm going to buy it all up. I love the chocolate covered marshmallow eggs. They come in a dozen and they look like, a, you know, an egg container. Just, oh, I can eat those all day. They're usually a dollar. If I can get them for half off at 50 cents, I will buy a crate full of those things and eat that exclusively for the next year and a half. And I think that'd be a great investment. So Patrick over in D.C. pointed out, and he's right about this. He said, you're thinking about this all wrong. He said, you got to save your money for the Halloween candy. You get better deals and more selection. So save that stimulus money for the discounted Halloween candy at the end of the year. You must have discipline and you must be able to use it that way. Well, thank you for the tip. Maybe I can diversify my candy holdings and buy a little bit here, a little bit now, and then I'll wait for the next time they're on sale somewhere else. Is that a good idea? Am I doing this right? Diversify my candy holdings. You're a tight idea. No, I'm smart. I am smart. There's a big difference between being a tightwad and smart when it comes to investing of candy. One more hour of Overnight America coming up. If you think I'm doing it wrong, you can text the show or call the show at 314-436-7900. We have the second mayoral debate, the last one before the election next week here in the city of St. Louis. I'm going to play a couple of clips from that coming up after the break. So don't go anywhere. This is Overnight America. If you have a good a tip of where I can buy candy, let me know that, too. And I think Kevin Clean's got a whole other story about some candy on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.